Hi, um, welcome to the Social Work 5390 podcast. My name is Alejandra Moreno, soon to be lingual. I am a graduate student at Tarleton State University, where I am pursuing my Master of Social Work degree, and this is my final semester. I am very excited to be graduating. Um, actually, next week I will be graduated. Uh, it's a very exciting time, but it's also kind of a bittersweet time. I did not expect for the semester to turn out the way that it has. The coronavirus has definitely changed a lot of the things that were planned, not just by me, but by a lot of people. Um, I have a little brother who's graduating high school. Uh, he was this was his senior year, and you know, thankfully, his own graduation ceremony was postponed until June, I believe, the 19th. Um, but you know, he still missed out on his senior year of soccer, um, his prom, you know, finals. Not that anyone was really looking forward to that, but you know, it just doesn't feel the same this year. Um, I know I'm not the only one that feels that way, and I know I'm not the only one affected by the coronavirus, but it has definitely kind of shifted my perspective on things. I most definitely feel grateful for the experiences that I have had prior to the coronavirus, and I'm looking forward to this pandemic just being over and finding our new normal and just getting to experience the things that I used to take for granted, like hanging out with my friends, having a weekend trip, you know, seeing people going to restaurants. Um, I've, I've realized how much I've taken for granted, but I've also realized how unprepared we were as a world. Like, not, it's not just the United States being affected by this pandemic. It's a global pandemic and it's scary to see how we kind of just were so taken aback for a second. We we all just panicked. I mean there were no there was there was no toilet paper in the stores, um, no hand sanitizer, soap. I mean we were a mess. In all reality we were a mess. And one area that a lot of people don't really think about are social services. I mean, I know mental health is something that the younger population is very open about. Um, I think that Gen Z and millennials, we, we talk about mental health problems and seeking therapy and counseling a lot more than older generations did at our age and some are still not really open to it but I feel passionate about mental health I've had my field placements for both my undergrad and graduate um, field placements in agencies that are related to mental health services um, so I just I, I know how many families have been impacted by this I know how many children how many adults there are just a lot of people being affected in so many different ways but my heart just really goes out to people that really need that kind of support um zoom i mean as soon as the coronavirus hit america it seemed like 
Zoom started to make a big profit off of this and that's great for them, but it sucks for everyone else, honestly. Um, I know really for college students, everyone is joking that we are all part of Zoom University now. Um, but as funny as it can be or as much as we joke about it, it, it really is hard to take away that human interaction and socializing because some people really depend on that for their own mental health. And so I just started thinking about different different kind of like social work roles and counseling, all of that. It's I mean, it can't just be put on hold because people need it, people rely on it. And so I started thinking, what is being done to help these people to continue their services so that we aren't having people go into like mental breakdowns or you know go into suicidal ideations you know there are so many different cases and individual problems and my mind just started spiraling because i worry for myself and for other people i i want to help other people you know that's why i chose social work and so i just started kind of researching like what's what's being said what what are they advising people to do what's going on right now i mean we're all kind of trying to figure it out as we go because naturally we can't plan we can't be prepared for a pandemic it kind of just happened out of nowhere it seems like um so that being said today is may 2nd it is 7:04 p.m and texas has officially lifted some restrictions um i am currently residing in uh, west texas sorry i just moved so i'm still getting used to that but i'm starting to see a lot of people quickly take advantage of it of the lifted restrictions people are going out to restaurants again that's really great for those businesses but at the same time because people are starting to go out again others are worried about a second wave of the coronavirus meaning that our quarantine restrictions will have to be installed again and we're going to be in quarantine for more months and everyone's just ready to not be in quarantine so that's going on right now and we will see how that goes hopefully there isn't a big wave of coronavirus again um i, I really just hope that's not the case i'm ready to go back to what is going to be considered our normal I mean, I don't think that we can go back to normal. Um, we'll have to find a new version of that. Um, so like I said, I, I feel very passionate about mental health um, just because I know how many people are affected by it. And I know that there are different degrees to the severity of mental health issues among different ages of people. And so obviously like telehealth is something that's kind of been adopted um, as a result of the coronavirus, uh, not just through, you know, uh, mental health places. I mean, like I said, 
we're all joking about being part of Zoom University. This is currently our new normal, honestly. Um, but because so many people are having to re- resort to this, um, TikTok is something that's becoming a very popular app. And because it's what you see is based on your interests, I've seen a lot of um, CPS workers or social workers or therapists, counselors, etc. And they're not posting any information specific to a client. Obviously, they're abiding by HIPAA rules, but um, they, they've kind of gone over some of the things they've encountered so far using telehealth. And one of those, especially for people working with minors, is you don't really have privacy anymore. I mean, parents will be standing outside their child's room and they will be trying to listen to their counseling session. And you know, that's kind of a violation of their privacy. And so one thing about telehealth is there's not really a private space. There's not a safe space for people to just talk about whatever they need, especially if they are in a situation where they don't have supportive family members. That can be really tricky and it can make someone just not show up for their appointments because they don't want to be spied on. And so that's that's one thing I've seen a lot um, through my social media. Um, I started a, a new position and the agency that, that I work for, um, I'm currently shadowing a CPS worker and they're having to do like court hearings through Zoom. Um, they are doing some visits like parent and child visits through FaceTime um, or Zoom and they're doing like home visits through a virtual platform and I personally feel that's a little bit concerning just because for example a home visit things can be hidden more easily Um, and so I feel kind of hesitant to continue to use that of course I also understand the agency wants to protect the health of their workers as well as the families that are involved. So it's just a very awkward line to try and balance or it's just concerning and it's also understandable that they are taking the precautions that they deem necessary. And it's great that people are still trying to meet with their clients um, because naturally because of the pandemic and the stress that it causes, some people can be spiraling right now in one way and in another. And so, for example, like the CDC, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, they've provided um, suggestions on ways to cope with the stress. That includes taking breaks from watching, reading, or listening to news stories, including social media. Um, They report that hearing about the pandemic repeatedly can be upsetting, which is is right. I mean, you have to be careful about the media that you follow um, and just make sure that whatever you are reading or listening to is accurate. I know in the beginning, um, 
a lot of people were arguing about whether you should listen to the news or not because the news reporters were saying one thing and the doctors were trying to say another. Um, like, it was it mostly revolved around the severity of the coronavirus and how seriously we should be taking it and versus our, whether we should panic versus not panic. Um, so yeah, that's one area where you should really be careful in. Uh, the next suggestion from the CDC is to take care of your body. And that can look like taking deep breaths, like breathing exercises, stretching, um, eating healthy, well-balanced meals, trying to exercise regularly, uh, you know, obviously like inside your home or going on a walk, but making sure, you know, you are still abiding by the quarantine rules of keeping six feet among other people. Uh, getting plenty of sleep, and they also, the CDC also suggests avoiding alcohol and drug use. Um, they suggest making time to unwind, trying to do some other activities that you enjoy to um, just keep your regular schedule as normal as you can, and most importantly, stay in touch with people, um, connect with others, talk with people that you trust about concerns and how you're feeling just to make sure that you do have some source of support during this time i can include the link to this because they've actually talked a lot about different ways that people react to this pandemic the stresses that they may feel how to deal with that as well as um just some support lines that you can reach out to so i will include the link uh, somewhere in the podcast, <clears throat> the National Institute of Mental Health also did a similar, they did a similar um, post. They talked a lot about different ways to cope with the stress as well as just covering basic coronavirus facts and information. So that's another link that I will be posting. And going back to the telehealth, um, Vox reports that telehealth options have exploded and that some insurers are waiving copays, making mental health treatment more accessible during this stressful pandemic. Um, so although I, as an individual, feel a little bit hesitant about telehealth, there are people that really need this and so with that being said I find it great that some insurers are waiving copies because they recognize that a lot of people are struggling with this right now um, so I would encourage anyone listening to look into that if you feel like you need some extra support definitely talk to some providers near you and see what options you have um, with there some restrictions being lifted, I think that maybe things will go back to normal soon, or maybe, you know, agencies will kind of adopt the 25% capacity limit or something. Um, so if you're not interested in telehealth, you can look forward to that or ask about that. Um, 
but I encourage you to reach out to someone if you are struggling. Like I said, I'm going to include the links to the CDC and the National Institute of Mental Health. Both of their posts have provided some um, helplines that you can call or text and you're going to be able to talk to someone if you are struggling with something. So I encourage anyone listening to reach out to someone and get the help that you need, even if you're not sure you need it. It's better to just be safe and take care of yourself as much as you can. I hope that everyone copes, is coping well, or finds ways to cope and find people that are supportive uh, during this time and that it will all end soon so we can all go back to normal and I just want to thank you for listening to my podcast and I hope that I've provided some information or some kind of comfort for you uh, with this episode.